Welcome to episode 32 of Coffee and Co-Read, your source for all things literary with Catherine and Kristen, where we believe there's nothing better than a hot coffee and an awesome book. Join us for our virtual book club where we take one book a month and dive into all the drama, adventure, and romance we can find. Hi, Catherine. Hey, Kristen. So I guess this week is a bit different for us, or this month, really. Um, Usually with the books that, well, at least the books we've read so far, um, we've already read them before. And for almost all of them, we've finished like the whole series other than Bitten for me, but that's okay. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so it's a a bit different to go into a book kind of blind, because Especially with like our book club type format, like I like reading the book beforehand so that we know that we like it kind of before we (laughs) ask people to read along with us or to listen to us talk about it. So, um, well, yeah, and sort of like the whole premise, the whole reason you and I even started this was because there were so many books that we liked and liked so much, but like we couldn't find people to talk about them with except for each other. So this is sort of our way of like expanding the dialogue into books that we like. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) So I don't know if that makes us like not adventurous. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's just so many books that we love and want to talk about. And like if there were more podcasts – about them we would listen to them instead of well maybe not instead of doing our own probably both but yeah yeah like it's it's it is what it is (laughs) I think we do still read other books it's just and then sometimes we read other books and we're like oh my god we should do this one so yeah you know there's such a there's such a backlog like there is yeah we've been like that's like why we've done older books like Bitten and like Vampire Academy. Like we've done those books because we've we read them ages ago, but we liked them so much that we wanted to talk about them. Mm-hmm. Not that there aren't books out now that we don't want to talk about. There are, but you know, there's an element of nostalgia and like finally being able to recognize like certain books that were not super mainstream. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, just even like Vampire Academy, like not saying that it wasn't mainstream, but like that's only now getting a TV show. And that book is 20 years old. It got yeah. a movie. but It was not a great movie. <laughs> yeah. It, like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's nice that movies that uh, books that, you know, we read ages ago are finally getting rec- recognition. Yeah, exactly. And yet for like, for Vampire Academy, we really wanted to read it too, because we were so excited for the show coming out and we wanted to like be ready. So yeah, there are um, a few like that, that like, that's why we read Shadow and Bone really is because yes. that show came out too. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but yeah, so you're right. Brand new sort of brand new book that neither of us had really heard of before. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason that we sort of picked this book is mainly because we wanted to do something spooky because it is October. So it's like spooky season. And, you know, for some people, they're celebrating Halloween. 
um, other people, maybe like Sam Hain is around the corner, or like the Day of the Dead or whatever floats your boat. Um, so like we wanted to pick a book that was not like scary. Cause no, because it's it's not. <laughs> I'm not into, the, I'm not super into like really scary stuff, mm-hmm. but we wanted to pick something with a spooky theme. Yeah, um, definitely. And we wanted, like, we still want to do our romance books because that's what we're about. We love a good romance and a, a happily ever after, an HEA, um, <laughs> because we have been doing primarily fantasy lately. And this one is maybe not quite not fantasy. It's a little mm-hmm. fantasy-esque, but it's more romancy over yeah. anything else. Yeah, and I feel like some of the other books do have romance as well, but they are majority fantasy. And this is kind yeah. of a bit of a flip. But, like, we love fantasy. That's, like, really our our go-to genre. Mm-hmm. We love the romance, but a great world building and good fantasy. Yeah. We want, we want the romance thrown into that. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, so I guess we always kind of talk about how we found the book. Um, Like we said, uh, we were kind of looking for a spooky season book, um, more so fall book as opposed to actual horror, um, just to kind of (laughs) meet what we like. Um, And we had a look on, you know, Instagram, trying to find some stuff, but there wasn't as much yet, probably because it is early in fall now. It barely started, even though I'm not gonna lie, I'm like I'm like pretty basic white girl. I I love fall. I love Halloween. I like buy Halloween decorations and then put them in my house as real decorations year round. Um <laughs> So this is my season, like many white girls. Um, (laughs) We might have to have a talk about pumpkin spice lattes at some point. (laughs) Because we have (laughs) opinions, having worked there and made them. (laughs) Uh, Not not there, but an equivalent place. Um, But yeah, so we were looking for, obviously, a spooky season book. And... um, I literally think it just ended up being a Google, a romance fall themed book. And, and this one popped up and it, it sounded interesting. So we were like, we both read the synopsis and we're like, why not? Let's just do it. And that kind of brings us to where we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're just going to get into it. Just a heads up. We are not a spoiler free zone and things could get a little saucy. Um, so just a little bit about our, uh, book. So it is called The X-Hex by Aaron Sterling. Uh, Aaron Sterling is an American writer who wrote The X-Hex. And in September, she actually released book two, The Kiss Curse. Um, she also writes as Rachel Hawkins, uh, and is a New York Times bestselling author of multiple books for young readers, uh, including the popular Rebel Bell series, the Royals trilogy, and the Hex Hall series, uh, none of which I have read yet. 
Me neither. And yeah, I didn't actually, when we first found the book, I didn't realize that she wrote under two names. So I'm actually not sure what her name is. Um, But I'd probably be interested in trying them out, the other books. I'd have to see what they're about. So yeah, they sound like they could be good. Yeah. Um, so the actual book, The X-Hex, is a book about exes, if you didn't <laughs> guess that. Um, so Vivian Jones and Reese Penhallow had a cute summer fling when she was 19, but Reese kind of led her on a bit, and in a drunken teenage heartbroken moment, uh, Vivian and her cousin Gwyn jokingly curse Reese. But did the goddess realize it was a joke? Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I like, so this book is obviously, so it's about exes and also about witches. So Mm -hmm. that's sort of, and like it's set during, I think mainly the month of October. Yeah. Which is sort of why we picked it for our October book. Yeah. Um, I will say like, it's a very fast read for like, it's a regular size book, but it reads fast. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Which is nice. Like it, it's. I don't know. I liked. I liked that about it. Like, I don't know. It's just something yeah. I enjoyed. Yeah, it, it's nice when you're reading a book and you you get through it. Like it's an easy, not an easy read, but it's it's very. It flows. It must like it flows well. And you yeah. get through it fast. And it's it's decently fast paced. Like there's not a lot mm-hmm. of filler. You know what yeah. I mean? Like everything has a purpose. Yeah. Not like not a, it's not a super suspenseful book though. No, but I do feel like that's like kind of more common for romance first books. Like where it is I would I would say squarely in the romance genre with like some fantasy elements. Um, I kind of think it's on par, which like we say a lot of the time, we do love ourselves a good romance book. So mm-hmm. it it definitely brings me down the Nora Roberts road. Yeah. You did say that. And I have only read one of her books <laughs> and there was – very little <laughs> romance I mean, in it. <laughs> listen, let me let me pick out something different for you. Yes. I'm I'm gonna read the second one in the series because I do enjoy the story and it did end on a cliffhanger, which I was like, what the hell? Like why? So I will read the second one once I can get it from Libby. But yeah. Um, it's uh guys, we're talking about Nor Roberts' new series. Uh, I think mm-hmm. the first book is called The Awakening. Yeah. So is the second one the becoming maybe or something like that? Yeah, I think so. Did you read that one yet? I did. Yeah, yeah. There's a long wait on the good old Libby app. Mm. Many people like Nora Roberts. Yep, she's a popular one. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, guys, I went to the bookstore the other day because they had Teacher Appreciation Day, so I got twenty five percent off my entire purchase. So I used that opportunity and I bought ten. New books. <laughs> uh, I like, I just, I have a problem. 
Um, I think we all do, and that's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, two of them were Nora Roberts books. <laughs> nice. <laughs> anyway, um, back to the X Hex. So uh, this week is week one. Obviously, we are going through chapters one to eight today. Um, so that includes a prologue as well. So there's a short little prologue. Uh, the very first line of this book is probably my favorite line to ever be a first line. It's amazing. <laughs> the first line is, never mix vodka and witchcraft. And I'm just here for it. I feel like it sets the tone for the whole book. <laughs> it really does. I love when a book has a great first line. Like there's yeah. a few that like you remember. Yeah. And it's like... It's got a sense of humor. Like, I just, I like it. Anyway. Um, so we meet our main character, whose name is Vivi, as she is normally called. Uh, and we first meet Vivi, and she uh, has her aunt, Elaine. Uh, and I guess we meet, I guess she's thinking about her aunt, Elaine, um, who owns a like witchy sort of trinket store called something wicked. Um, so they sell like wands and crystals and like geodes and sort of like one of those new age store. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also love the name of that store. Yes. <laughs> something wicked. I would totally open that. I don't know what I would sell. Probably not witchy things. Cause I'm not a witch, but yeah. Um, I would totally own a store called Something Wicked. Like, it's just amazing. I agree. Um, and it's in Graves Glen, Georgia. Never heard of it. Oh, don't yeah. Know. I don't know if it exists. <laughs> don't know I, if it's a real place. I kind of assume it's not, but I don't know. I mean, anybody from Georgia want to chime in? Yeah. That would be the time. <laughs> um. But essentially, we come upon Vivi in this prologue. She is drinking vodka in the tub because some dude broke her heart. And she's just upset. Makes <laughs> um, sense. <laughs> and sort of the first hint of magic that we get in this book is her using her powers to conjure his cologne smell to the room. And I just... Uh, my immediate response to that is yikes. Yeah. I I guess I started reading this and I realized it was a prologue, but I was like, ah, shit. Are characters this young? I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this book. Because like we said, we've never read it before. Yeah. I was very worried that it was going to be like – because I think it does say early on that she's 19. 19. Yeah. yeah. Which is also – she's below the drinking age. I don't know if it's different for witches. She's not below the drinking age for Canada. No. But then I was like, wait, isn't Georgia? Georgia's Georgia in the States, in, right? In like, the United States, yeah. Yeah. That's anyway, I just found that odd to write a book about a 19-year-old drinking vodka when you're not in a place where it's legal. But I mean, let's They be do. Honest. I I understand that they do. <laughs> Who actually waits until they're 21 to drink alcohol? Like the amount of I'm sure there are lots of you really good law-abiding citizens out there. I didn't wait for the legal drinking age. 
I know Which you is younger than twenty one. Yeah, <laughs> I know you definitely didn't. No, I did not. I remember. Yes. So, I mean, I also well, you knew me when you were over the drinking age, and I was under the drinking age. Yes, I did, and I'm pretty so. sure I helped you achieve some of those <laughs> goals. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm also a teacher, and I've heard kids talking about the ragers that they go to on the weekends. So, like, oh my god, yeah, you know, I, I walked. We walked home the other night from my sister's house, and there was a bunch of teenagers having a field party. So, oh my god, we were walking. Uh, they were like, "Are you going to the field party?" And we were like, "We're trying to go home. Please don't talk to us. <laughs> we're adults. Don't talk to us." <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I don't know if this happens anywhere else in our area. We have our high schools have things called field parties where essentially a bunch of teenagers start a fire in the middle of a field, like in the middle of the woods, in the middle of the woods and all get drunk. Hmm. And like the whole school goes and they all get drunk. I remember going to one when I was a teenager, I got lost in the woods (laughs) I hit a tree, smacked me in the face, and my nose ring popped out. <laughs> and that was because somebody yelled, cops, cops. And then everybody, like, scattered into the woods. Oh, my God. <laughs> Were there even cops? No. Oh. <laughs> That's uh, funny. Yeah. And then, like, I remember we had to walk, like, five kilometers, <laughs> which is, like, I don't know, two point something miles. Three miles, isn't it? Three, Three. miles-ish. Yeah. Uh, because a cab driver, like, we couldn't get a cab. Mm. Uh, you know. Fun times. I know. <laughs> I didn't I didn't like the outdoors very much, so, like, field <laughs> parties were few and far between for me. That makes sense. But for a lot of my classmates, they there were field parties, like, every other weekend. Yeah. I don't understand why the cops never found out. Like, no one was secretive about it. No, and that's, like, the one that was near my sister's house. Is like, you could hear the music pounding in her house. And, like, why why didn't anyone else call the cops? Are the cops just too lazy to go out into the woods? (laughs) Like, I understand. (laughs) That's what I'm wondering. Like, maybe they just don't have the capacity to, like, trek into the woods. And like what? There's gonna be like what two or three dudes? How are they gonna catch? How are they gonna catch them all? They're well, like, yeah. What are they gonna do if they gotta walk into the woods? Are they like, yeah? Teens are gonna are like Pokemon. They're gonna scatter. You gotta catch them all. <laughs> they fled. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't really know if there's a protocol for that <laughs> for catching kids in fields <laughs> drinking. Uh, anyway. I also feel like. I'd just be too lazy to go in and try to catch them. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so I guess she's feeling nostalgic. So she's like using magic to conjure the smell of his cologne. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just a bit of a sort of like, oh, I know you're a teenager, but it's a little bit much. Yeah. Uh, and then especially when we hear about how they broke up yes anyway um another thing that i found weird is she's in her cousin's bathtub i think she 
does she not live with them at this point? I don't know. But it said she was in her cousin's bathtub. Yeah. I thought that she lived with them at this point. So I don't know why. But I think it was more of a more recent thing moving in with them. Maybe for college type thing. But I don't I don't know. So it's not like her home. It's her cousin's home. No, no, no. But but it, it might indeed be her home. But I think they have their own bathroom like i think gwen oh has an ensuite and i oh, think yeah. she's using gwen's bathtub uh, i don't know i don't find it that weird because like if you're hanging out with somebody but sad and want to take a bath <laughs> just with a little distance <laughs> anyway why not uh, so her- oh wait what- sorry she's in the dorms i'm pretty sure or is he Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, this is why we usually read books that we've read before, because we know more things. But here we are. Anyway, uh, so so her cousin Gwyn sort of yells at her to get over it. It's like, you guys are only together for three months. (laughs) And I low-key love it. Yeah. Like, this is just peak. Like, it's what I would like to do. Yeah. Well, it, it's exactly what one of us would say to the other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Come on, man. <laughs> it's like, come on. Relax. <laughs> um, we finally find out the guy's name is Reese Penhallow. It's such a witchy name. It is. I yeah. love that his name is Reese. I know. Two Reeses and two books. I didn't actually know his name when we picked this book no. until we started reading it, which is kind of funny. Serendipitous. Mm-hmm. Um, so we also learned that his family pretty much founded the town. Um, but he's also a witch. So there's just witches everywhere. Yeah. Um, Vivi is sort of like new-ish to the witch thing. Um, apparently her mom kept it a secret and uh, Vivi only found out when her mom died and she had to move in with Aunt Elaine, uh, who was an openly practicing witch, as is Gwyn, her daughter. So essentially it's like Harry Potter, but worse. Yes. Because she was, we're assuming, like a teenager at least when she found out. Yeah. It, it kind of seems like she might have been like 16 or 17, but yeah. I don't know. And can you imagine, like, your mother dying, which is so upsetting and sad, and then you find out you've got magic, which is like, (gasps) like, I don't know. I'd just be so conflicted. Yeah. I feel like, and she kind of talks about it a bit later, but, like, she she has to know that there's something weird about her. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so she met Reese. She's like thinking about their beautiful three months together. So she she met him, and like this is such a this is such a nineteen like a teenagery thing to do, isn't it? To be like, yeah. oh my god, my life is over after like a three month relationship. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so she met Reese at the Solstice Revel. Ooh. I wish it sounds nice. I wish we had one. Same. Um, and apparently he was handsome and charming, and he had a hot Welsh accent. And I want to stop the book right here. <laughs> <laughs> B- 
because you and I both watch a lot of like British panel shows. Yeah. And they make fun of the Welsh a lot. <laughs> like if anybody is Welsh, they make fun of them for yeah. the accent and for other things. <laughs> I just like not that I not that I don't think the Welsh accent is an attractive one. It's just not one of the ones that come up like it's not one of the um what's a hot accent? Welsh. I'll you know you. what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, in real life, yes. Yes. But like, yeah. I mean, like, if I'm thinking about a hot accent, I, my mind does not immediately go to Welsh. Yes. No, I, I know what you mean. Um, I just, I didn't realize Welsh was on that scale of hot accents. I, I kind of feel like she chose Welsh because I, I think Reese is a Welsh name or something like that. Um, so maybe she wanted to name him Reese and then was like, we'll choose. Maybe. I, I'm not 100% sure, but. There's a lot of Welshness, I think, that goes on throughout this book. And we're going to butcher some names. We Probably. apologize to anybody. <laughs> I can say with certainty, while I didn't know that Welsh was considered a hot accent, I do know one that's not. Ours. <laughs> so. <Yes. laughs> You know, yeah, we are fully aware. <laughs> Anyways, yes. uh, so she gets out of the tub and she goes to the living room and her cousin's like, let's curse him. <laughs> and um, Vivi sort of like, she doesn't really want to, even though she's the one that called it off. So like her cousin is like, he's a jackass. Let's let's curse him. And she's like, well, I sort of, I'm the one that called it off. He didn't break up with her. She broke up with him. She's like, what? <laughs> yeah. But it was because while he was in town seducing her. Seducing. His, I know. <laughs> Sorry. His dad had organized his betrothal to another witch in Wales. And this is another part that confused me. So apparently Vivi said that he had to go home to call off his betrothal. And then she gets all mad at him, throws pants at him and like storms <laughs> off and says, we're over. You're the scum of the earth. I hate your guts. If he's going back to call off a betrothal, wouldn't that make you happy? Yeah. And it's like, I I feel like he even said that it was like an arranged marriage type situation. Yeah. I just, like, I don't really understand like what she wanted him to do differently. Like, yes, sure. I get, she probably wanted him to be upfront about it. Yeah. But when you're just making out with somebody after meeting them, you're not going to drop it in there. Cause it's not really no. relevant. You're just no. like, Oh, this is a one night thing or whatever. Mm. And then if it keeps going, then when are you supposed to tell them? Like, I get how he fell into the trap of not telling her. Yeah. But also, I don't think he was in the wrong, really. No. Anyway, I just, like, I feel like she got real mad real fast, didn't talk it out. But again, 19 years old, we make yeah. these mistakes. Yeah, exactly. Right? We're impulsive creatures. Um, so yeah, so 
initially Vivi is like, no, 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 we can't curse him. That's like serious bad magic. But I guess Gwyn wants to curse him with funny things. So not do an actual <laughs> curse, just do like a cathartic, like pretend curse. So <laughs> they curse him with things like <laughs> never being able to find the clitoris again, which That'd is be bad. It, but not even bad for him. Who cares if he doesn't find it? Well, he probably won't find somebody to love him. <laughs> um, that he never, he no longer has access to Vivi's vagina. Which, I mean. Just don't. A, Let that's, him. That's a consent <laughs> issue right there. <laughs> um, they also do something. They say something about like his hair doing that thing. Like, anyway, but after they do, like, this whole thing and they're, like, yelling funny curses, uh, she gets serious at the end and she just says she curses him. Like, I curse hey. you, Reese Penhallow. And all of a sudden, the room goes haywire, like, windows slam, one of the candles, like, shoots right up and it's, like, like a big, huge pillar of flame and... Like, the power goes, like, flicky, and it's just, like, you know, it's obvious that some magic happened. Yes. However, they assume, because they're 19-year-old girls, that, oh, it must have just been a power surge because they didn't do any real hex magic, because I (laughs) guess there are spells and incantations associated with that. And the candle is from Bath and Body Works. So, obviously, <laughs> it couldn't do any real magic. Yeah. And I Which... just, I, I feel like <laughs> this is another, like, really, a candle makes a huge pillar of flame, and you think that's a power surge? Like, come on, yeah. girls. Come on. You know better than that. They do know better. Anyway, this is where we leave the girls, and that is the end of our prologue. And then we have a nine-year time get jump. Which I'm here for. Yeah. Um, And I will say a cute thing that this book does is it does switch back and forth POVs between Reese and uh, Vivi. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, you know, sometimes it might sound weird. Like I'm saying, oh, well, she said this. Oh, but then he did this. It's because it it does switch back and forth. Mm -hmm. Uh, So obviously Reese is nine years later and he's in Wales. I think he was originally only one year older than her. So I think he was about 20 when they got together first, which would make him about 29 right now. Mm -hmm. Um, He's obviously in Wales and he's heading towards a pub in the pouring rain. It's like the weather is bad. Um, And he reveals that the pub belongs to his brother, Llewellyn. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying it right. It's L-L-E-W-E-L-L-Y-N. I'm saying it's Llewellyn. Yeah. Um. So Reese sort of says that he falls somewhere in between his two brothers in terms of loyalty to his father and his town. Um, Llewellyn, oh my God. Llewellyn stayed close like he runs the pub his dad lives in the town like that's their sort of familial like neighborhood place uh bowen is in the middle of snowdonia like i'm assuming that's sarcasm 
Like yeah. I'm, a snoo- I'm assuming Snowdonia they is not like a it's not a real place. <laughs> well, I know it's not a real place. I'm assuming it's not like a made oh. up, like a made up country or something for the book. I'm yes. assuming it's just oh, he's all the way up in like Snowdonia. You know what yes. I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> like, and apparently he's been there for uh, a few years. Um. So I think he considers him in the middle. So like Llewellyn stayed closest to home and is the most loyal to his father. Bowen, he hasn't seen him in years. He tends to stay up in that, I don't know, the Arctic, wherever he is. Uh, So he is the least loyal. Uh, So Reese is somewhere in the middle. Um, He said that he's been gone for a few months, doesn't say where he went, and that he missed home. Like he likes Wales and he missed... He missed his his homeland. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes in and Llewellyn, we henceforth name Wells. That's easier. What, Thank way, you. <laughs> way easier. That's what that's what Reese calls him. Uh, mm-hmm. Reese calls him Wells. Um, we uh, sort of get the hint that Wells is the favorite son. Yeah. So he's the most loyal, and he's the favorite. I wonder if those two are related. Oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> um, initially, it doesn't seem like they have a great relationship. Like, well, seems like pretty stern. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Reese sort of says, like, he's the most like their father. So um, it, it doesn't seem like they have a fantastic relationship. They're not, like, super close brothers. But anyway. Um, we learned that Reese has a travel company. Interesting. And, yes, and he just came back from New Zealand. Woo. I know. Sounds like a nice relaxing travel getaway, I guess. I've never been. I know you have. Yes. Um so he he talks about how like obviously his career is not magic based. Like he's not really doing anything, he's not involved with his family business or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like magic all obviously plays a part in his life, but it's not everything in his life. Um, but he says, so like his travel company is catered towards like non-magic people, muggles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he plans them great trips and he uses his magic to sort of make sure there are no delayed flights. Nobody gets food poisoning. So like his company has a really awesome reputation. Which um, would be awesome. Like, I know. I want that for my trip planners to have some magic to make I know. everything or go like, right. <laughs> yeah, to make sure you're not, like, sitting on the tarmac for hours and hours due to, like, you know, mechanical issues or something like that. De-icing the plane in the yeah. middle of, <laughs> what was it, fucking June? Like, ugh. <laughs> God <Yeah>. damn. <laughs> Yeah. Um, his brother essentially tells him that the storm is happening right now because his dad is being a cranky pants. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, essentially the big storm raging outside all the rain is his dad having a hissy fit and being Which cranky. Wild. <laughs> I know. It's like, can can you um, not, like, can you just regulate your own emotions, please? <laughs> You'd think it wouldn't be that hard, but well, like, it is. 
My kindergartner is learning self-regulation in school. Yeah. Like, why can't this, like, 60-odd-year-old man do it? Anyway. So, I guess Reese is sort of, like, and Wells is actually like, well, what do you do? Because it's raining and it's a storm and it's cut our father. So, what did you do? Yeah. Um. So, I guess he's like, you got to go on up to the house. So, he leaves the bar, like, immediately. Like, gets there. He's there for, like, five minutes and has to leave again. And walks up to their manor house. Um, And he says it's like really sprawling and really dark and moody and edgy and like gothy. It's like your stereotypical witch house, I think. Like gothic witch house. Um, He says he hates it. (laughs) It's cute. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I guess he wanted, he would like something a bit like lighter and happier. Um, He said his mom died when he was just a few months old. So like. I wonder if that's part of the reason why his dad's a dick. Well, yeah, but he's also 29. So like, and I know grief doesn't really leave, but you can learn to not be a dick over 29 years. You can. That's true. (laughs) In case case you didn't realize. (laughs) I mean, I've learned. Yes. (laughs) Um, so... I guess his dad sort of like just doesn't approve of him and thinks that he's wasting his talent as a warlock. Those were his dad's words. Uh, Even though his dad's like, or even though Reese is like, dad, we don't use warlock anymore. Everybody is a witch now. And like, I sort of relate it to like, when you're trying to teach an older person, like gender pronouns. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) It's they, them now, not, you know what I mean? And they're like, what what (laughs) yeah exactly that that's what it feels like to me except it's witches and warlocks yeah it's kind of (laughs) interesting though like i don't know why they're all just witches now like why would that change but i i also want to know the difference what's the difference between a wizard and a warlock just in general i i don't know because harry potter is a wizard you're, yes. a wiz- you're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> Is it the right? difference between Welsh and... <laughs> I don't know. Oh. But anyway. Um, <laughs> so his dad says, like, you need to be a productive member of this family. And, like, they really do not have a good relationship at all. Um, no. He still, like, seems to want his dad's approval a little bit. But, like, his dad is a straight-up dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, his dad wants him to be productive. So he's like, I'm sending you back to Graves Glen. And of course, I know. Well, I mean, we need to have a story. (laughs) Do we? (laughs) So, uh, of course that made Reese think of Vivienne as he calls her. He doesn't call her Vivi ever. He calls her Vivienne and how she tasted like (laughs) but i i I don't actually i wonder what his term for taste like what he means when he says tasted (laughs) just like kissing or (laughs) are we talking like her vagina is that what you're trying to say are we talking her vagina i don't know i don't know i just i like (laughs) 
I just, I'm just, at, I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> like he literally just said, I thought of Vivian <laughs> and how she tasted. Yeah. So like, and we'll see later on. He is quite the eager, like the eager beaver. Because <laughs> beaver is another word for vagina. So it is. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess his dad is sending him back to uh, take part in the Founders Day celebration. Um, and every 10 or sorry, every 25 years, a Penhallow has to go back to Graves Glen to strengthen the ley lines. So apparently Graves Glen is a spot in Georgia that has a weak veil and strong magic. So they have ley lines there that I guess help. I don't even know. Like it doesn't really explain. It really doesn't. I guess like. Well, it doesn't really explain magic super well in this world, but it seems like it's very related to the earth, for a better word, or like maybe you're more powerful when you're near this place is kind of how it seems. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Yeah. So um, I guess... (laughs) They he thinks about how like that summer his whole reason he went back um, is because he took some courses at the local college. Uh, the local college is a human college, um, but it also teaches magic to witches in secret. It's like mm-hmm. a secret secondary campus, like an adult Hogwarts. It sounds amazing. I know. <laughs> I'm just jealous. That is it. Yeah, I uh I want I want to be invited. Where's my letter? Exactly. I want to go. Anyway. Um so he I guess Reese like thinks to himself that like his father's approval still matters to him, which we kind of said already. Um and he said that the last time he tried to earn it, it cost him Vivienne. Hmm. what does that mean which we know what that means because we do know what that means his dad wanted him to marry someone so clearly it's something to do with that yeah yeah so i guess this um this this need to have the approval of his father um made him agree to go so he's going back i also think that it would have been hard for him to say no. Like his dad seems very, I don't know the right word, authoritative, maybe. So like, he's not somebody that you can say no to. Yeah. So yeah, so he agrees to go. He goes back to the pub uh, and he tells his brother Wells everything about, like, I guess he's been keeping this to himself this whole time, but Mm -hmm. he's, he tells his brother everything about his encounter with Vivi nine years ago and sort of like, he's like, he, he sort of expresses that like, he doesn't think his dad understands what he's asking him to do. Like he's not just asking him to go back and strengthen the ley lines and go to the founder's day thing. Like he's asking him to open, like open a box that, that he had shut. Yeah. 
Um, but it's it's also because he didn't tell anybody anything. It's no. not like, how is his dad supposed to know what he's going through if he, it seems like he keeps a lot of stuff to himself. But at the same time, his dad also doesn't seem like the type of dude where you would just be like, hey, like. <laughs> I can't go. My ex is there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um. So, yeah. So, I guess his brother Wells asks, like. Did you did you love this girl? And he sort of he he sort of said yes. He said he may have had lovingly feelings. Lovingly. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like he doesn't straight out say that he loves her or loved her or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just that he had like maybe some lovey-ish, lovey-ish feelings. <laughs> which we both know means yes, but he's too prideful of a man to say so. What is he, Darcy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so his plan of attack is to get, like, in and out super fast. Like, go in the day before the Founders Day Festival, that night strengthen the ley lines, and get out the next day. Like, he wants to be there two days tops. Yeah. So that's his, like, his plan of attack. Then we change to Vivi's POV. So I'm loving it. So she's a teacher. A prof- mm-hmm. she's a professor at the college um and the very first scene that we get is her grading papers and all of a sudden one of the papers starts screaming and it's because she used magic to suss out like a cheater yeah. and i love it so much i do too it's amazing i want, I want <laughs> it so bad <laughs> like so bad yeah. I just want it. I want to be able to do this. Someone teach me. Um, so I guess we meet her and she's got a friend at the school called Ezzy. Um, she teaches human history. So like she doesn't teach. She teaches at the college that has the secret witchy campus. But mm-hmm. she doesn't teach the witchy at the witchy campus. She teaches at the human side and she teaches history which sounds lovely yeah um she expl- she like i guess is walking home and like she describes the town a lot and like it seems very hallmark movie-esque like yes. like they go all out for halloween so like think of how the hallmark christmas movies go all <laughs> out for like they're in these picturesque towns where like everything is christmas themed it yeah. seems like it's that, but for Halloween. Which is amazing. I would like, I if this place actually existed, I would go there because that's yes. like my jam. Yes. <laughs> that's what I want to do. A hundred percent. I would be like, yes, let's go. Yeah. Because that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Very idyllic. So I guess she pops into the her aunt's store um her aunt i guess keeps asking her to quit and come work for her and (laughs) because the magic store is doing so well like they've got online sales they've got in-person sales like apparently they're just doing good Mm -hmm. but um vivi she loves her job she loves the campus and like she loves just the feeling of stability and safety that the campus gives her i guess yeah um I guess Gwen is still in the picture. She works at the uh, magic shop. Um, they talk about her for a little bit. 
So there is a mayor named Jane. That's the mayor's name, Jane. Uh, and the mayor keeps asking her, like, like keeps texting her and stuff about stuff for Founders Day. Um, and I guess Antelaine sort of insinuates that it's because she has a crush on Gwyn and wants to sleep with her. <laughs> and Gwyn's like, well, that's not true because we've already slept together. <laughs> and I see, I just love it. Yeah. Um, and I like, I, I like too how we've sort of, she's dropped this like same sex sort of not quite a couple, but almost like a couple, but doesn't address it at all. Yeah. Like we get this little snippet and we might get one more, but like, that's it. It's very like, this is just how it is. And I yeah. love it. Like, I just, I really like that. That's how she's doing it. She's yeah. playing it. She's playing it well. I agree. Um, so the mayor then texts Gwen and tells her that they're sending a pen hello. <laughs> and it's just like so ominous, like, ooh, a pen hello. And everyone's like, uh oh, and sort of hoping that it's just not Reese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sin. Poor Reese. I know, but like at the same time, would you want to bump into your ex at the Founders Day celebration? No. No, you wouldn't. I would not. Yeah. Um, so I guess Vivian Gwen decided to do a spell together to figure out if Reese is coming, if like it's gonna be Reese coming or maybe one of the other Penhallows. And it's not like really a spell. They just no. do some tarot cards. Um <laughs> they talk briefly and they're like, We haven't actually done a spell together since senior year of college when they accidentally summoned an angry elemental spirit and Vivi lost her eyebrows. <laughs> and I can see why you'd stop doing spells with your cousin then. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, again, we're mixing alcohol into this. <laughs> That's true. Anyway. Um, so I guess they break out the tarot cards and uh, it turns out that Gwyn painted them. She is a great artist. And yeah, they sound cool. I know, they do sound really cool. Um, so Vivi sort of admires them. And she thought of how connected Gwyn was to magic and said, like, it was effortless for her. And she says that whenever she does it spell, it makes her pause and sort of, like, hold back. Like, she's, she's it seems like she's just holding something back. Whereas um, for Gwyn and Elaine, it's like magic was as easy as breathing. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, I half wonder if that's just due to the fact that she found out so late, so much later in life. Yeah, I feel like when I first read it, I was like, oh, this is going to come up like this. Yeah. Like they accidentally cursed him and she lost her magic because of it. It's like yeah. something that I thought was going to happen or something like that. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. I, I just, I did think this was going to be a bigger plot point than it turned into, but mm-hmm. um, anyway. So uh, they use the tarot cards to predict and they find out he is the one coming, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Vivi's like, oh, I mean, I don't, I don't care. Like, doesn't bother me at all. And we're like, come on. Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> Gwyn's just sort of looking at her like, come on, I like, bitch, I know that you care. 
Yeah. And she's like, no, like I've had three whole boyfriends since then. It's <laughs> like, that's, that's been nine years. You've had three boyfriends in nine years. Well, maybe it was three years each and they had very long life <laughs> relationships together. I don't think that's true. I don't either. But. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. Yes, I am. Um, so she sort of thinks back to like the night that, that they've cursed him. And she sort of has to think to herself, like, it's fine. Like, I didn't do anything. It was nothing happened and blah, blah, blah. And she's just sort of talking her down and being like, oh, I'm probably not even going to see him. And like, it's not a big deal that he's coming. Like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And, and I just want to say, like, sure. Yeah. What are we reading then? If you're not going to see each other. <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's exactly what I would do if I found out that my ex was coming. I'd be like, oh, well, I guess I won't go to this thing and then I won't see him anyway. <laughs> I'll just stay in my room for like the few days and yeah. hopefully that's it. Yeah. I miss him completely. <laughs> um, so we jump back to Reese's point of view now and he is not having fun during his travels. Mm -hmm. um, he mentions that there are such thing as traveling stones, but he doesn't like to use them just to piss off his father. So, so he's going from Wales to Georgia, um, which he apparently had a long ass flight and then he had to find a rental car and then Obviously, the driving is on the other side of the road, so it's not something that he's probably super used to. Um, so I just don't know why he wouldn't just use a traveling stone. Like, I get that you want to spite your father, but, like, wouldn't you also want to make your own life easier? Like, But, like, I get it for because he actually does mention the traveling stones the first time we meet him, too, about how he didn't mm -hmm. use them to get around and, like, to get back to Wales. So, like... I sort of get it like for continental travel, like, but he's, he's doing transcontinental, like he's going across continents, across the ocean, like just seems like a whole kettle of fish I would not want to get into. Yeah. Like if I were going somewhere, I'm going to stay there for a while and someone might notice that I was there and like I might have gotten there a weird way then sure I wouldn't you like I'd actually travel like if I was going somewhere for weeks months whatever but yeah. if you're only going for two days in and out like snap your fingers that's it then why would you anyway I just I feel like I would rather be lazy but <laughs> so that's all just normal travel hard stuff but then mm -hmm. once he gets to Graves Glen his luck turns even worse um, five seconds after the welcome sign, he gets a speeding ticket and then halfway up the hill to his family home, he blows a tire and I'm not a mechanic or anything, but I would have just driven with the busted tire up to the house. I wouldn't have, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten out. I do have tire and rim warranty on my car. So if I did ruin the rims, I could just bring it in and I have warranty on it. But I don't know. I don't think I would have, like, if it's dark, it's nighttime. 
I think I would have just been like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to drive back anyway. But I also think the difference too is like, did he blow the tire out completely in that? Like, is it, is it drivable? Yeah. Like sometimes if you lose a tire, like if the whole thing explodes off the axle. Yeah. You obviously can't drive it. I don't think it was like that at first, but he does get out of the car and he obviously, if I had magic too, I probably would try to fix it with magic, but he tries to fix it and it blows up to two times its normal size and then it explodes. So I think it was kind of like just a flat in the first part and then he tried to fix it with magic and exploded it and now it's like... He's completely fucked. Like, there's nothing left. Um, yeah. He's, he says he tries to get the spare tire with his magic, and he ends up sending it spinning into the woods, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, grab, <laughs> he grabs his bag and gets ready to walk the half mile to the house, um, which isn't too bad, like a half mile. You can do that, I guess. Yeah, it's not that far. No. So then he he hears a car approaching and he thinks that like, oh, good. My luck is changing. The car is going to come help me out, basically. Um, But the car just like goes straight for him and he ends up having to jump out of the way. And he ends up in the (laughs) woods and is falling down a steep hill. And I just imagine him just rolling down the hill until he like hits a tree and stops. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he says that he ruins his leather jacket. Like he heard it rip or something, which I think is very sad. Yeah. I'm sure it's a very hot leather jacket based on I know. nothing really, but I'm, I'm sure I mean, it was. His name is Reese. <laughs> exactly. Um, so the person obviously in the car gets out because they noticed that they almost killed somebody. And is profusely apologizing. And obviously, of course, it's Vivian. Um, I also took her name down as Vivian every time that I talked about her. Not Vivi. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I mean, you call her Vivian. I call her Vivi. And then also Vivian. Yeah. Because her name is E-N-N-E. So that immediately triggers the French part of my brain. So I just call her Vivienne. Yeah, but she's in the States. I know. <laughs> um, I, can't, I can't help it. I get it. Uh, so she starts climbing down the hill towards him because obviously she doesn't know it was him. Um, and she says that she didn't see him until he jumped out of the way and her brakes locked up. Like, it's clearly some bad luck that the brakes stopped working. (laughs) Uh, And she ends up tripping over him and hitting him in the nuts. And it's like, (laughs) Jesus Christ, can his night get any worse? Um, So she kind of apologizes again. And Reese says, no worries. And she immediately realizes it's him. And she like, She, I guess, does a little magic spell and, like, gets a magic light in her hand so that she can see. Mm Because one would assume that if it wasn't a witch on the ground, she probably wouldn't do magic. Um, Reese can see her now. He's still lying down. Um, But he kind of realizes that it wasn't just Summer and her being beautiful. 
he like he really does have feelings for her and he also realizes like as she's kind of looking down at him on him that she hasn't forgiven him (laughs) and because she does say if she knew it was him she wouldn't have tried to slow down (laughs) so (laughs) um she's obviously surprised to see him and asks why he was in the middle of the road Uh, And he obviously explains that he had a flat tire and um, she's like, why didn't you just fix it with magic? But, you know, he's clearly having a night. Um, She explains that she was on the road because she went to her aunt's for supper. She wants to be like, A, I wasn't trying to kill you. And B, I I didn't come around here wanting to see you because like her aunt and his parents' house are on the same like same kind of like a back but it's like a back country road it feels like because i think it's like a i imagine a dirt road type thing yeah i don't think many people live out there um he asks her how her aunt is and like she kind of cuts him off to stop the awkward small talk before it even starts and i'm just thinking like he's still (laughs) on the ground like why (laughs) why doesn't he get up (laughs) um Reese kind of thinks of the last time he saw her and he's like he was also lying down then and she was standing over him um but obviously it's when he told her he had to go back to Wales to get out of the betrothal is that how you say that word my god yeah okay like kind of like you said before and maybe my expectations are low but like a summer fling at 19 and 20 where the guy doesn't live there. You you really don't think it's going to last longer than the summer anyway. Yeah. I do think though that like at the time her especially I think got swept up in a lot. Like she got swept up in the whole thing. And I mean obviously it never really goes into what she was thinking of for their future. Yeah. Yeah, I just, kind of like you said, I I just kind of find it, like, him being like, oh, I want to cancel it. I don't want to be with somebody else. I find that kind of, like, romantic and sweet. Yeah. I just don't, I I don't know. It almost, it seems like she was looking for a way, like, the author was looking for something that would cause them to be separated, but not villainize him. Yes. I think so, so too. So, like, what could it be? What can I do to break them up? Yeah. I feel like, like, if one of his siblings showed up and was like, you need to come home and marry this person. And then she was like, what? And then broke up with him then. I almost feel like that would be better. Mm. Yeah. But, obviously. Anyway. there it's It's a bit light on the backstory of why nine years later she's like oh I should have just run you over like that's a (laughs) that's a brutal thing to say and like I don't know I don't think I'd run over many of my exes (laughs) I haven't run over any of mine yeah um Reese kind of thinks in his head that like betrothals with witches are super common And at the time, he kind of had expected Vivian to be more understanding and to kind of know about them. But like we kind of said, she she didn't know she was a witch. So obviously, she wasn't very informed on the culture and that that was actually a thing. Because I think 
I guess that's another thing too. Like at 19, if someone I was dating said that they were betrothed betrothed to somebody, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like I would find that weird, but it would be different. But I also like, it also seems like, is it also a geographical thing? Because you would think that she would have told Gwyn and her aunt everything. So, like, if it was a commonality, like, you would think that, um, like, amongst witches, you would think then that her aunt and Gwyn would be like, oh, yeah, that's actually pretty common. Instead, like, you know what Which... I mean? Like, they they would have explained it to her if it was common where they are. So I'm wondering if it's, like, maybe it's not common in the U.S. Maybe it's common in Wales and wherever else. I guess, but I feel like she acted so impulsively that, like, even if they did explain to her afterwards and they were like, oh, yeah, that's common among witches because we want to keep witches marrying witches to keep power and whatnot, you'd think that, like, she wouldn't really be able to go back to him and be like, oh, they just explained everything to me. I take back throwing things at you and, like, yelling at you and breaking up with you, so... Yeah. Um, Anyway, they have a bit of sparring back and forth um, with words. And just to, like, keep it antagonistic, I think. Like, it it is kind of like an enemies to lovers trope, kind of. Lovers to enemies to lovers. Like, (laughs) so it's just trying to set the tone that they're, they don't like each other. It very much reminds me of Hallmark movies when two people first meet and they're like, they have a misunderstanding, but now they're like, we're sworn enemies forever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But anyway, while they're talking, Reese almost makes her smile. And I thought that he convinced her to take him home. Um, He does explain that he's there to strengthen the ley lines after all. And like that, is helpful to all the witches in the area. So um, he, I, I thought that she agreed to take him home. But anyway, um, Reese kind of thinks that like almost getting killed by a car aside, he's, he's happy to see her. And he really did like her a lot back in the day. Yeah. Which is interesting. I don't think I'd be happy to see someone that just ran me off the road, but who knows? <laughs> um. So, yes, she says that she'll give him a ride, and then she starts walking up the hill, and he doesn't move until he hears her get in the car and leave. (laughs) And (laughs) I just don't understand why he didn't just get up at the same time as her and walk up the hill and get in her car. She said, like, I don't know if I missed something. Is she, like, super speedy? Anyway. He, I guess, finally gets up and tries to, like, make a little magic light of his own, kind of like she had made, but it doesn't work, and it <laughs> shoots fire into the air and knocks a tree branch down. Oh, my God. Um, so it's clearly there's something going on with his magic. I like wonder what it could be. Right? But also, if if everything with your magic keeps fucking up, Maybe just stop using it for a second. Like, if you blow up a tire, if you throw your spare tire into the woods by accident, and then if this light goes up in the air and almost burns a forest down, maybe 
you should just stop for a second. But anyway. Yeah. So it also starts to rain on him, which is just <laughs> like just his luck. Cause yeah. Vivian, Vivian's gone. He's got to walk back that well up the hill to the road and then half a mile to um, his family home. Um, the next day at something wicked, um, Elaine and which like you said is Elaine and Gwen's shop. Mm-hmm. Um, Vivian is telling Gwen about her encounter and Gwen is kind of surprised that she just left Reese there. <laughs> um, Vivian has apparently told her this story like multiple times and Gwen says it's her favorite story and she wants it at her wedding and funeral, which is like just kind of cute. And she's like, she's really kind of like the friend you need when you're yeah <laughs> doing a breakup. Yeah. I, lo- I do really like, like this Gwen character. Me too. Yeah. Um, Vivian almost feels kind of guilty, but it's not like he was that far from his house. So she doesn't really feel that bad. And she's like, he's also like a super chill guy and really charming. So like, he'll be fine. (laughs) But like, there's clearly still some physical chemistry between them. And you can like kind of see it anytime they think about each other and like when they were interacting a bit you could kind of tell yeah um the mayor shows up at the shop so it's jane ellis and she asks if either of them have seen reese um he's apparently due to check in for a speech because it's founder's day um and vivian just says that she saw him last night um and now she's a little worried that like something came and attacked and ate him in the woods where she (laughs) left him. (laughs) So (laughs) Gwen offers um, to Jane that Vivian will go to look for Reese, um, which I would be so, I would be like, what the fuck, man? You can't do that to me. Yeah. But of course. Um, So Founders Day, which is this day, is October 13th. And it must be a holiday there or this is a weekend or something. Because, like, she's not in school, profing and such. (laughs) So I'm assuming it's maybe a holiday, but it basically kicks off the Halloween season. So um, Vivian plans to, like, help at the shop all day. Um, There are people dressed up as Halloween witches outside. Um. And, like, everybody from the town is basically in the streets. Uh, Vivian kind of thinks about how it used to be a bit of a somber day to commemorate the Penhallow's sacrifice in founding the town. But, like many holidays, like, that was kind of what it was in the past. And it's now become more so a celebration and more Halloween-y. Yeah. Um, Griffith Penhallow. Uh, did die his first year in Graves Glen, though, and they still believe his ghost is around. And the town is, like, really a tourist hotspot for Halloween. Um, Love it. Me too. Like I said, I would definitely go. Me too. So she's obviously still looking for Reese. She almost gives up hope finding him, but then she sees him in front of the coffee shop with a giant cup of, cup of coffee, which I'm like, my man. Um. But his his luck has clearly not changed. 
And he tells her it would be unsporting of her to try to kill him again. Um, he he's apparently looking super handsome in a button-up shirt and vest. Not and, a surprise, right? He's just a handsome man. Um, yeah. Vivian also notices his necklace is a silver pendant with a purple jewel, and she has a flashback to it dangling against her chest while they have sex. So, Love it. Right? You're like, it was a very torrid affair that they were having. For a 19-year-old, yeah. Yeah. Um, so she basically, like, harshly escorts him to the welcome desk to check in. And he asks her if she was worried that he had died, which is, like, kind of dramatic. <laughs> but she tells him, like, she's not really having it. She's just like, check in, make your speech. And leave. But he he does remind her that he's also one of the main reasons he's there is to charge the ley lines. So as a reader, you obviously know he's going to have an issue doing that. And that's going to be like a reason for him to stay a little longer. But he asks her to come with him. um, And she's confused and asks if he means back to his home in Wales. (laughs) And... I'm like, that is quite the jump from like, you don't even want to talk to him right now to your like, to your house in Wales. You want me to come meet your family? Like, anyway, but he says, no, he meant to like charge the ley lines after the festival. Um, Apparently only the Penhallows go there and it's kind of like a sacred place. Um, But back in the day, nine years ago, during their summer fling, he had promised her that he would take her there one night, um, but obviously didn't get a chance to. Um, And Vivian kind of like feels like it's such an honor to get to go there that she just, she says yes. Terrible Um, mistake. Yeah. She's, she is still a bit wary about it, but she's like, it's such a important spot for witches and Graves Glen that like she she feels like she can't really say no. Um, Reese apparently gives a short and sweet speech, which is his words. And then as he's walking down off of the podium, the head of his ancestor, Griffiths, so like the head of the statue, comes flying at him. And I really feel like that could have killed him. Like I know that's kind of the point, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be that would be awful. Yeah. That would be so bad. Oh, we invited this guy to come give a speech and then we killed him by accident. Right? And like, and it's your ancestor's head. Like, yeah. that's like, that's some bad juju there. Yeah, agreed. Um, the mayor apologizes and Reese reassures her. Um, but as he looks back at the statue, he starts to wonder at all the bad luck he's been having basically since he like passed through the entryway to this town. Yeah. Um, He walks into um, the family shop and Gwen tells him that they're closed. And obviously they're not. It's the middle of the day. And then she says, well, we're closed to any of Vivi's exes, which again, she's the friend you need. Yeah. (laughs) She's very good. Yeah. Um, Vivian walks out of the back and Reese's, dumbstruck by how pretty she is of course oh 
the only issue, and like we're in his head, so he's saying the only issue being that he was an ass nine years ago, and she may be the one who is responsible for his bad luck since it started as soon as he entered Graves Glen. So like the thing that I feel like we're noticing here is she is harboring a lot of like angry thoughts towards him, but they are not reciprocated at all. Like he holds like he is actually in his mind. He's like, I get why she hates me. I'm taking that responsibility, but Oh, she's so pretty. I like her so much. Like, you know what I mean? Like we can tell he still has feelings for her. Like, Mm -hmm. and we can sort of tell it with her too, but like, She's actively trying to repel him and the feelings, whereas he's like, oh, come here, my little baby. And you're so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, um, so he asks if, uh, if they have a scrying mirror, and Vivian says that there's one in the back, um, but he can't use it, like, out in the main room of the store, obviously, like, like you said, there's muggles around. There's non-magic, non-witchy people. Yeah, they in this don't. Town. They don't actually regularly refer to the non-magic people as muggles. This is just the name we're attributing to them. Yes. <laughs> so um, Reese and Vivian go to the back room, and it sounds like a super cozy area. And I'm very jealous. It's mm-hmm. like nothing like a normal stock room. Um, Reese kind of makes like an offhand comment about how his magic is kicking his ass lately. And Vivian asks what he means. And he explains the statue trying to kill him. Um, and like, obviously she had tried to kill him last night, not intentionally, but mm-hmm. um, so he wants to like call his father to see if it's still a good idea to try and charge the ley lines when his magic is being kind of wonky and when he almost died twice in the last 12 hours, which I think is a really reasonable thing to do. Like very smart, especially since like it doesn't seem like him and his father have the best relationship. I I just think it's, it's a good idea for him to ask for help now. So she gives him the scrying mirror and asks how he can use it to communicate. And Clearly, this isn't a normal thing that you can nor- like use a scrying mirror for because Vivian's never heard of it. Not that she knows everything about magic, but you'd think that she would know this. You would, yeah, you would think. Especially if there's one hanging around the shop. Exactly. Um, he tells her that she can stay and meet his father, <laughs> but she refuses because of what she's heard of him. And basically just leaves Reese to his call. Um, Reese's father finds the thought of being cursed preposterous. Apparently, Penhallow men cannot be cursed. And he says, not by a hedge witch. Which I, I think is a burn. Um, I think they're like being mean about the kind of witch that, or like how much power they think that um Vivian has or something like that's kind of the feeling that I got but I I didn't really understand it because I yeah they didn't give us the terminology for a hedge witch uh, but I obviously I agree with you the way he said it made it obviously like not by a hedge witch like like as if she's not like she's not as good as he is yeah I wonder if they mean like somebody who's sort of like on the eh, like 
You know what I mean? Like she's not super involved in society. She sort of stands mm-hmm. apart from it. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. We don't really know, but um nope. <laughs> so his his dad basically just tells him that he's there to do a job and he's got to charge the lines and then he can come home. So he really got no help there, <laughs> which is obviously unfortunate. Something we expected though. Yeah, of course. Um, Vivian, on the other hand, goes to talk to Gwen and she's worried that they did curse Reese, which I think is very smart on her part. Um, Gwen doesn't think it's, thinks, doesn't think it's possible. Mm -hmm. Um, she thinks that Vivian is a little more worried than she should be. And she kind of says that Vivian and Reese are, are still sparky, Mm -hmm. which we kind of just talked about but it is a cute way to say it i think yeah um queen also thinks that vivian wants to sleep with him which like yeah. i think she does yeah, yeah. <laughs> um she, and gwen says that like the only one that sh- who should really be freaking out about the statue right now is jane and you kind of get the feeling that like Gwen and Jane are are still hanging out or dating or something. Sleeping together. Um, Having sex. All of the above, maybe. We don't don't really define the relationship. Yeah. Um, Reese comes back out to the main part of the shop, and uh, they make a plan, Reese and Vivian, to meet at 6.30 that night to go and charge the lines. Um, They're in Vivian's car later that night, on their way to the ley lines and kind of like you said earlier, there's really not a lot of filler. So there was like, it really does jump from like make a plan to meet at six 30. Now it is six 30, <laughs> which I liked. Um, but anyway, uh, Vivian kind of wonders if like she's in over her head here, like this is going to be huge magic and she only does small stuff. Um, Sometimes she'll apparently go weeks without doing a spell at all. And like magic to charge ley lines, you can only assume it's going to be complete opposite of the kind of magic that she normally does. Yeah. Um, she, so she asks him what kind of magic it is. And he says, it isn't like, it isn't really a lot. It's just a few words, some razzle dazzle, and then it's done. And it kind of seems like she's a bit disappointed with that answer. Yeah. Um, he does ask her if she was a full potter, which he then explains that he, what he means by that being like, did she only find out about magic when she was older? Right. Um, and kind of like you, I think you said the exact same thing. Like yeah. it was very Harry Potter, like, except for she was even older than he was. Um, and so she agrees, but she says that like, that's not, that's not a thing. Like, that's not a name. <laughs> you can't just call people full potter. Um, he he does ask if her mother was a witch, too. Um, and apparently she was. And she was good. But she rebelled against all things witchy, which is interesting. Um, she, she Vivian also tells him that she did end up doing magic accidentally as a child. 
she like floated herself some leaves that she wanted. And like her mother took her aside afterwards and told her that magic was dangerous and not to do it anymore. So there's like, I felt like there was going to be more to this part of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and Vivian's obviously very sad thinking about her parents. Um, so they end up getting to the cave now and they park in front of it and they can already feel the magic as they're like getting ready, ready to enter. And like the cave is where the ley lines are. And that is where we end. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just about to go into the cave and that's where we stop. Exactly. Because who doesn't love a good cliffhanger? I know. It was a very convenient timing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so what do you think of this week? I liked it. Like, we got the backstory pretty quick. And they there wasn't a whole lot of time between all the backstory and them actually meeting. Like, we got a bit of time to meet both of them separately, which was nice. Like we got a bit about her life and a bit about his life, but then they really are thrown into each other's paths like pretty early on, which I do like, like I wouldn't want to wait too long in the book for them to even meet up again. So yeah, definitely was a fan of that. And like, like you said, I do love that he obviously still has feelings for her, but she's just like trying not to. Have feelings yeah. for him? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I um I don't know. I just like I we talked about how like this book is really quick to get through and like we sort of like that there's no fillers, like and the transitions are good. But like this is also contributing to the fact that it's like a decently short book. Mm. Short yeah. So, like, I don't know. I just, I wonder if she could have added a little bit more detail to it to make it, like, a bit more substantial. Yes. And there are certain things that I'm, like, I feel like there's more to the story. And, like, there is a second book, which maybe there's, I I don't, I have actually have no idea what the second book is about. Um, And I do plan on reading it at some point. But I wonder if we'll get anything in that. But, like, there's little tidbits that you get kind of like that story with her mother that I'm like, I feel like there should be more backstory here. And I I don't know if it's a seed that she's planting or if it's like, yeah. Sorry. So I just looked it up because you said it. So the second book is called The Kiss Curse. Mm. Uh, And, again, it's sort of pulling a Nora-ish thing. So it's – it's Wells, Penhallow, and Gwyn. Uh, oh. And it's their thing. Ooh. How are they even going to meet? Are they all going to go on a trip? I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. It sounds like it'll be good. I hope that um, Reese and Vivi make an appearance. Well, I'm sure they will based on the ending of this book. Yeah. But yeah, that sounds interesting. I I was kind of wondering like what kind of direction it would go in. I kind of had a feeling that it would be another couple, but I didn't know. I almost felt like hearing about the brothers, if it was going to be one of the brothers, I almost felt like it would be the the middle. other one. Yeah, the like adventure one. The one who's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I felt like he would be more suited. 
And we also don't have another female protagonist besides Aunt Elaine. I know. I wonder if we're going to get a new one in, in the next book. Maybe, Maybe. someone's going to have a friend. Could be. Um, I don't think Aunt Elaine's going to end up with the middle <laughs> brother. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you never know. You never know. Good for her. Yeah. Um, Weird mother and daughter dating brothers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is weird, though. Um, anyway. Yeah, your mother would end up being your mother. Sister-in-law. And then you're also your sister-in-law. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I guess we're going to wrap it up there for this week. Um. If you want to get in touch with us and share your thoughts on anything you heard in our episodes, or if you have any book suggestions, you can email us at coffeeandcoread at gmail.com. And be sure to check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at coffeeandcoread. Next week, we're going to continue with the X-Hex, and we're going to read chapters 9 to 17, so make sure to follow along. And if you're enjoying our little chats, don't forget to follow, rate, and review wherever you find our content. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you on the next page.